guys are having a good week so far. It would be Tuesday, January 21st when this episode drops. We just started the new life coaching series on the podcast. I hope this adds a ton of value to your guys' life. I've never done this before, so bear with me through the process. Um, I'm walking you guys through the process that the Lord walked me through, and it's a daily process, right? That's the thing about daily encouragement, you guys. Transformation is a daily process, a daily thought process, a daily uh, process of being intentional about the things that you really want to see transformed in your life, right? And so, you know, daily encouragement is just about reminding ourselves what do we need to do daily to transform How is God working in our lives today in the context of our lives? Are we getting up in the morning and seeking his face and and waiting in expectation for God to show up? Are we looking for him? Are we asking? Are we seeking? Are we knocking? Are we, you know, doing these things on the daily, you guys? So thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Thank you to all who review and subscribe and share the podcast, you guys. Um, I really, really hope that this, uh, you know, reaches a lot of people out there and you guys are helping me do that with the message that you're hearing here by you guys help me put it out there. So thank you guys for taking your time to listen to this. I really do appreciate you and value you giving me a half hour of your day and, you know, letting your ear and your heart to the things that God has brought into mind. Um, I really hope that it does empower you and inspire you and encourage you and help you get to new levels in your life, you guys. So that's what I'm excited. That's why I'm so excited to share these things with you guys. So let's just go ahead and jump in. Yesterday on the podcast, I gave you guys a definition of what life coaching is. We talked about that. It's basically recognizing where you're at, where you want to go, and then understanding the barriers that are in between those two things, right? Your real and your ideal. Understanding what do you believe that is keeping you from the progress you want to make in your life. You guys, you cannot move forward if you don't understand the barriers that are in the way, you guys. You have to understand those things. And we're going to be breaking all of that down as we go through the podcast. But today, I just want to talk to you guys about certain characteristics of someone who who can transform okay what are the what are the qualities that you need to possess as a person because as i said you guys life coaching is usually done on a one-to-one basis that means i would meet with somebody i talk to them i assess the situation and i assess the person okay do they have the type of character the type are they the type of person i can work with are they open are they receptive are they appreciative are they open what does that mean are they open to new information are they open to changing their their, their perspective and, and and transforming themselves? Okay, are they are they receptive to it? Are they willing to take the things that I'm giving to them and integrating it into their life? Right? I mean, why do you guys, you know, okay, it's the new year, right? People are trying to, you know, hopefully, people are saying, okay, you know what? Turn to the page, Lord. I want to make some progress this year. So most people go to someone outside of themselves to get information they don't have, right? Personal trainer, for example. So they, they need to do eating plan. They need a workout routine because they're trying to get stronger, get healthier, right? Uh, get their bodies in shape. So you're going to have, obviously, if you could do that, you would be doing it, right? You know, you, you don't have the information. So you have to go outside of yourself to get the new information. But not only just getting the information, you actually have to do what these people are telling you to do. Or it's not going to work for you, right? And, and that's the thing. You can have all the information in the world, but if it's not transforming your life and you're not making progress and it's not getting you the results that you want, then is that their problem or your problem, right? I mean, who whose side of the equation do we really got to be working on all the time, right? We always got to be evaluating ourselves. Am I receptive 
to the things that God's bringing into my life, right? God, God's the one who's truthful. His reality is the ultimate reality. His truth is the ultimate truth. That's what we're pursuing. We're trying to grow to be like Christ, right? In so many different ways. And, you know, um, but we have to be willing to think, to be willing and open to the things that the Lord will bring into our life to bring about that transformation. And we have to be willing to face the attitudes, the beliefs, the characteristics about ourselves that keep us from the truth, that keep us from the freedom that God wants to give. What did Jesus say? The truth will set us free. But we have to be willing to face the truth of ourselves, you guys, you know, where we're really at, what barriers, what is keeping you from the things you want to do, right? You have to ask yourself these tough questions, you guys. So anyway, you know, just thinking about those characteristics, the type of person we have to be. I have to be able to give you guys a list that you can apply to yourself because I don't know who's listening to this podcast, okay? So I'm trusting that you're the type of person that's going to try to be more self-aware and, and really try to remember we did, uh, there was an episode that dropped you guys. Uh, it was the, the PRP episode, right? Do a plank removal process. Okay. That was one of the biggest revelations that was on the revelation revamp season. Okay. You guys, I believe that was, hold on. Almost there. Uh, maybe it was number six. Maybe I'm not sure you guys, dang it. I usually have it written up on my board, but anyway, you guys, so that episode, uh, you know, plank plank removal process, you know, are we doing that in our lives? I'm trusting that anyone who's listening to this podcast is somebody who's going to do that. You're going to go through a plank removal process. You're going to clear anything from your perspective that's keeping you from moving and moving forward and growing in the person that you know you want to be. Come on, you guys. I know everybody wants more for their life. I want God to, to prosper me, not to harm me. Right, but I harm myself sometimes by the things that I believe about God, about myself, and about other people. So we gotta be willing to go there with ourselves, you guys. And don't worry, as time goes on, you guys, we are gonna be talking about the different emotions that we experience and how to get out and how we need to learn to live with those things, get out from underneath of those emotions, live with them, face them, but then also make those transformations, you guys. So we're gonna be talking all about those things. But anyway, you guys, the characteristics of a person who can transform. So these characteristics I'm about to, I'm about to give you guys, um, I think there's about nine of them that I'd kind of written out yesterday morning. And so these are just things that you can analyze over yourself. Okay. And ask yourself, do I have these characteristics, Lord? If I want transformation, right? If I want to make change in my life, do I have these characteristics? So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Number one, you guys, you desire truth. Do you desire truth in your life? Ask the question, well, Ashley, what is truth? on y'all truth is reality there's two truths so to speak there's the truth of god his existence what what he said about things how things are going to be right he's the the beginning the end and you know beginning what is it the alpha the omega the beginning and the end okay there's that truth and then there's the truth of you there's the truth of your life the outcomes that you've had in your life the things that you're doing that you may not be happy with that's all a part of your life. And where do a lot of people get stuck? They realize the truth of their life, the outcomes they've had, and then the truth of who God is and who he says he is. And don't always line up, you guys. Why do you think we need Christ? Right? What does Christ offer us to be able to be people that desire truth? He gives us grace and he gives us love, right? Right? What is grace, you guys? Let's talk about that real quick. Grace is a perspective that you did not have that you can integrate into your life that'll produce a better outcome in your life. Okay, did you just hear that? Did you catch that? Grace 
is a perspective in your life that you did not have that you can integrate into your life to produce a better result, okay? Grace is not a mystery. It's not, oh, you know, thank you for God's grace and there's no effect. You know, what did Paul talk about all the time? He talked about who he was. You know, I was a persecutor of the church. I did all these kind of stuff. You knew the truth of Paul's life. However, he goes, God's grace was with what came to me and it had an impact, right? I forget exactly where that scripture is, you guys, but I did read it to you. Um, I think it was in 1 Corinthians. I'll have to look it up sometime again, you guys. I got I to gotta put that on my wall somewhere because that's a kind of a go-to scripture for me, I realized. But, uh, you know, it's God's grace having an effect on you, an impact. Now, look, I know grace can get a lot of rap, a lot of bad rap out there. It did in my church. A lot of people looked at grace as a license to sin. You know, and honestly, I think that was just an immature definition because when I came to Christ, I already knew the sin that I had lived in and the effects of that. I felt the shame of it, the, the, the condemnation, the embarrassment, the wanting to hide. I felt all of that. I came to Christ because he said he'd come to forgive me of that and he came to give me a new perspective. Right? I didn't have to live in the shame of that. He said that he would take care of me. I didn't have to worry about my life. I just could live for the kingdom. Right? You know, that God would help me. He'd give me wisdom. He'd give me hope. He'd give me peace. I'm like, heck yeah, Lord. Okay, that's fine. I, I can, I don't have to be ashamed of the shame that was in my life because you've come to, you've come to take care of that. So anyway, you guys, grace can get a bad reputation these days. I feel like even in the church, because a lot of people, you know, they, they, they try to perform in the kingdom of heaven, right? Like I'm going to prove that God redeemed my life and, you know, I'll only use God's grace when I need it because, um, you know, God's grace is for, you know, only when I sin and I'm not trying to sin. But you guys have to get, we got to widen our perspective of what grace is. It's not just to cover your sins. Okay. That's great. Grace is supposed to produce a new result in you, right? Christ likeness. Christ didn't have sin, right? Of course he did. So we have to, we have to understand that Christ, that, that, Grace is not just about sin, but it's about a new thought process that creates new results in our life. Okay, so we got to look at grace from a bigger perspective. What did Jesus say? He said, be innocent. What does he say? He said it's something about being shrewd. Do you guys know what being shrewd means? It means being perceptive, looking at something from more than one angle. And you guys know how vital that is? Think about it. Sometimes the way that you think about something, you got a one-track mind. You look at it through one lens. You can feel like crap. The only way you're going to get out from underneath of that is to be open and receptive to new information and looking at that same thing from a different perspective. Two people can look at the same thing but have a completely different take on it, right? That's the beauty of the Bible and all the Gospels. They all saw Christ, but they all, they all seen him from their perspective and how they experienced him in relationship to him, right? So we all get a different glimpse, okay? So that's how we got to look at grace. And grace is tangible. It's practical. It offers practical wisdom. You guys, you know, uh, think about all the people out there who have stories in their life, right? You know, um, shame and condemnation and, 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 and stories of, you know, hurt and pain and all those things, right? Every, every single human being has it, all right? We're all born into this world. We're all born lacking. We're not born all-knowing. Because of our ignorance, we're going to produce bad results in our life or produce uh, you know, bad fruit, not intentionally. Sometimes you guys, I don't wake up every day. I don't wake up and say, I want to screw my life up. Sometimes it's just my ignorance that gets in the way. Right? So anyway, you guys, 
there are so many people out there that have so many stories, so many experiences that they share with you through their books, through podcasts, through different documentaries, through courses, through motivational speeches. There's so many resources out there, right? But you have to be willing to be a person who desires truth. Okay, guys, so do you desire truth? And are you going to accept the grace that God will bring through the people that he's put inside your life and through the people that are in this world? Right? The church is a group of people that have the Holy Spirit that's been, been impacted by God's grace and are able just to articulate and share that with the people around them who don't know God's grace yet. Right, So if we don't understand God's grace in our own hearts in this way, you're not going to make much of an impact, you guys. So be people who desire truth. Number two, you guys, this is this be wholehearted. Are you a wholehearted person? All right, let's go to the scripture, 2 Chronicles 6, 14. It says, Lord, the God of Israel, there's no one like you in heaven or on earth. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. And I was thinking about that, right? What does it mean to be wholehearted? You know, for me, what it means to be wholehearted is to live with your whole heart, to live with everything inside my heart. All the all the good emotions that I have, the love, joy, peace, patience, and all of the negative emotions, the fear, the anxiety, the doubt, right? All of those things, living with my whole self. God desires truth in the inmost part. The inmost part, the heart, the inner man where the Holy Spirit is, right? Where you've got where you have thoughts and emotions and, and things planted inside your heart as well, okay? Where you store up different life experiences, different things that happen to you, okay? Why do you think the Lord tells us the life flows from the heart, so you better guard it, all right? So being wholehearted, putting everything into your relationship with the Lord, not, not segregating your heart in a sense of, okay, I'm only going to give the good parts of my heart. I'm not going to give the parts of my heart that I know need God's grace, I'm going to hide my shame from the one who came to, to scorn it and to teach me how to do the same, right? He, he didn't, God didn't even, Jesus didn't even commit all the sins that we did, but the shame that he carried, he said he scorned his shame, right? He scorned the shame that was, that accompanied carrying the cross, right? So if you are afraid to acknowledge the shame that the Lord redeemed you from, you're not living wholeheartedly. Because the truth is, every single person is going to experience shame. It's a universal emotion through the human race. Go back to Genesis chapter 1, right? And it says that, or maybe it's chapter 2. I don't know. Either Genesis 1, 2, or 3, yo. And you know what? Actually, it might be in my notebook, you guys, because I was writing on this this morning a little bit. Let me see if I can find the scripture for my friends out there. Oh, dang it. I think it's in another notebook. But, uh, oh, wait a minute. Got my Bible right here, guys. Let's be patient with me. I'm gonna, I'll look it up for you right quick. Dun, 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 dun. Hold on, you guys. We're almost there. I was looking at this this morning. Okay, it's in chapter 2. So Genesis 2, verse 25. It says, Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Well, okay, from a Christian perspective, now I don't know, honestly, who listens to this podcast, it don't matter if you're Christian or non-Christian. Come, come all right. Let's let's talk about it. Adam and Eve are the first two human beings that God created. They felt no shame. Every single person on this planet came from Adam and Eve, right? Their their bloodline. They started this whole thing, but they felt no shame. All of a sudden, they must have felt shame after they sinned. Okay, so that's going to be an experience, a natural human experience that all of us are going to have. Is this whole thing about shame? All right. You got to be willing to take those areas of shame in your life 
and bring it to the Lord. Okay, you guys? And what is shame? I'm going to tell you really quick. It just means you feel like, you're, you know, that you don't believe you're lovable, that you're worthless. You know, and we'll dive more into that as time goes on, you guys. But anyway, are you being wholehearted with the Lord? Are you taking your whole heart to God? The good, the bad, the real, the ideal, the love, the fear, the shame. Okay, all of it. And bringing it to the throne of grace. Right? Are you bringing it to the throne of grace? Are you bringing it to the throne of perspective that can help you transform the way you look at your life? And give you a new way of looking at it so you can grow and move forward and make progress and utilize God's grace. It ain't for nothing, yo. We don't want God's death to be in vain. All right. You know, it's funny. I, I don't know if there's this lady I was on Facebook a couple weeks ago and she was talking about, you know, are you living a life that's worthy of Christ's sacrifice or something? I said, heck yeah. You dang right I am. She's like, well, there's nothing that I could possibly do that would, um, you know, make up for what the Lord did for me. And it was like, look, I get it. Look, I understand what she's saying, but I'm like, come on. You better be living a life worthy of his sacrifice. Isn't that, what, is that not what the scripture says? Live a life worthy of the calling you have received. I mean, you guys should be proud of the lives you're living in Christ. You should not be ashamed of the life that you're living. If you are ashamed of your life still under Christ, you have not known true grace, yo. Grace is freedom. Grace leads to truth. What does Jesus say about truth? Right? The truth will set you free. All right, so get a new relationship with grace. Live wholeheartedly, integrated into your life, into every area of your life. Okay, uh, number three, and I don't know, I don't know how many we're gonna get through today, you guys. Maybe we'll just get through four. I'm not too sure. Um, anyway, number three, do not fear. Okay, you are not, you are gonna be a person characterized by faith. Okay, what does that mean? You're gonna be a person expecting a good outcome. And what does that also mean? Let's translate this into just everyday life. Your expectations are going to be reasonable in the context of your life, right? You're going to give yourself grace. If you're just starting something new, you're going to have reasonable expectations and say, you know what? I got to learn this. It's a process. Just like with me doing this podcast and everything else I'm doing, I have to have reasonable expectations upon myself. Okay. Apply it to every area of your life, right? You're going to expect a good outcome, but you're also going to manage the expectations that are tied to that outcome, right? I mean, why do you think a lot of people in faith and, you know, have a relationship with the Lord, they get so disappointed, you know, because for them, faith means you know, God's just going to do all this kind of stuff and show up. He is, however, it's a team effort, right? We're yoked. We're yoked with Jesus. That doesn't mean that he's pulling the whole car on his own. That means he's walking with you and you're walking with him, right? He's giving you the tools you need so you can be as equally strong as he is as y'all are walking this thing together. Being yoked up with the Lord means you're walking with him. He's equipping you for the things that you need, right? It's not he's just pulling the whole car. You know what I'm saying? That would go against what God created us for. God says that we were created to rule and subdue. Adam and Eve, he's given us authority. That means you got to learn to walk in your authority underneath Christ's authority. Does that make sense? That means you got to stay in your lane. You got to know what he created you to do. And you got to take your orders from him. You got to live in submission to Christ. What does submission mean, y'all? Submission, according to the archaic definition in in the dictionary, game changer. Let me tell you what it means right quick. It means... Your ability to acknowledge your heir. Submission. Amazing. Are you submitted to Christ? Can you acknowledge your heir? Right? Are you living wholehearted? Are you living in the truth? Bam, you guys. That's what submission is. Are you acknowledging your heir by looking at your life, realizing where you lack, realizing where you need God's grace, right? His perspective to give you a new outcome. And are you walking with him? Right? Are you ruling and subduing your life? Are you owning the grace that God gave you for the outcomes that you that you 
you weren't so happy and satisfied with. And are you letting his grace transform you to be a testimony to other people that, hey, you know what? God's grace is not in, it's not in vain. Look, I know Jesus died and I know that, you know, I caused all this, this scorn and shame on him. But you know what? I'm not going to live a life that would reflect the, the person he died for. I'm going to be a person that he resurrected for, right? He didn't die in vain. You guys have to understand that in your life. Your life is supposed to, to be a, a, a fruitful offering to him that way. You're supposed to be making progress. You're supposed to be glorifying him. People are supposed to look at your life and say, wow, following Christ is attractive. I want to get, get me some of that, right? That's how it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to be these people that have God's grace singing kumbaya or whatever, but then all like locked up somewhere in your house, afraid to uh, expose your life to the areas that God has redeemed you from, right? You're, no one knows who you are. A lot of Christians live like that, you guys. I lived in an environment like that for almost 10 years with my brothers and sisters that I, you know, that the Lord brought into my life when I was looking for people who just wanted to follow God, like go hard for the Lord. I was looking for those people, but they got so hard that they forgot who they were. And all of a sudden now we're being hard with each other with God's word, right? We're now abusing each other with the word of God instead of using the word of God to bring out the life that he put inside of us, right? Because the shame and the condemnation and all the things that you can feel keep the light from coming out. Right? If, if God has really touched your life, there's going to be a story for you to tell. There's going to be a transformation. There's going to be something that happened inside of you that only you can tell. But sometimes, just like the Pharisees, you're not doing it that way. That's not how you're supposed to do it. That's not what you do around here. That's not our protocol. And they completely discourage people from being their authentic and transparent selves that God created them to be because it doesn't fit in their program. Again, be careful who you pay attention to in that way. A lot of people who know about God don't come to the same conclusions of who he is. The Pharisees did not see him as the Messiah. Okay? So if you're hanging around a bunch of people that know God's word, but they're not looking at Christ as the Messiah and the Savior, and they don't exemplify in their life that they still need God's grace to this day through their humility, which we'll talk about that probably on another podcast, probably tomorrow we'll finish going through this thing, then you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Check your circle. Okay, so are you being, do not fear, right? Don't be afraid in the church. Don't be afraid to show the grace that God has given to you in your life through the sins that he came to die for. Insert here, whatever sin it was, only you know the things that that the Lord redeemed you from and that you still need to be redeemed from. Only you know that at the end of the day, right? I used to try to cover that stuff up. I used to honestly listen to what people said in the church if they would make a certain kind of judgment, right? This is the way it is. I'd be like, huh, okay, that's the judgment, huh? Well, how can I prove that judgment or how can I prove I'm not that judgment? I lived in a perfectionism, perfectionistic mindset in the church. You know, trying to prove my Christianity. Anyway, let's talk about the last one, you guys. So, being self-aware. Are you aware of all of these things? Are you paying attention to yourself? And what scripture do I got for that? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2.11. It says, for who knows the thoughts, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? I just talked about that with you guys, right? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So we may understand what God has freely given us. Number one, only you can know your own thoughts right like you said who knows
knows the, the thoughts of the man except for the spirit within that man? You only know what someone chooses to tell you. Have you ever met somebody they tell you one thing, but then time reveals something completely different? They weren't being completely honest with who they were, right? Out of fear, whatever. I've done it before, you guys. I've kept myself hidden from other people because I did that for a majority of my Christian walk. You know, especially right towards the end as I started to, you know, um, kind of, you know, step out a little bit more. And then they would kind of be like, oh, well, is that, oh, Ashley, mm -hmm. yeah, we knew that about you, right? They, when I would like confess my sin or confess my lack or confess my ignorance or whatever it was going on that was making me feel just depressed or shameful or whatever, instead of them understanding and getting our feet washed, they would use that as a validation of the judgment they already had about me. Yeah, we knew that about you. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's what, that's what we already thought. You guys, that's not, that's not, that's not a good way to relate to people, yo. You're not going to make an impact by denying the sin that God came to die for in your life, right? Like, let's be honest. We're all human beings. We all need, we all need love and grace and all these types of things, but we can't deny those things in our life. What story do you have to really tell? What do you have to really be proud of in that way? If you still got shame and condemnation in your life, I, w I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to scream it for the rooftops either. Heck to the no. If I still got shame and condemnation in my life, I'm going to go hide back in the house somewhere. Don't tell me nothing. But let me know, let me know how God's grace can transform that. That's what, that's what we want to talk about, you guys. That's what you got to be aware of. Anyway, I'm digressing as usual. So, are you self-aware? Are you paying attention to your thoughts and how they're impacting you? Right? Are you paying attention to how you're feeling? Right? Number one. Because if you want to get to, if you really want to get to the root of a thought, you got to, you got to work backwards. You got to start from the outward and go inward. Okay? If you're feeling a certain way, your feeling is the fruit of a thought that you've had in your mind. If you want to change the fruit, if you want to change how you feel, you got to change the thoughts that are coming into your mind or reconceptualize it in some type of way. That's the only way this thing is going to work, you guys. So are you aware of yourself? Right? It's really easy to sit there and watch other people and what they're doing and how they're being. But have you ever asked yourself, maybe how have you attract, how have I maybe attracted certain types of people into my life? Right? You guys, and I'm telling you right now, I was reading this book, Save People, from Dr. Henry Cloud, and he, he brought up this very same thing. He's like, if people got this and this going on, they need to ask themselves how they attracted this. And that irritated me. I'm like, wait a second. You mean to tell me all these people that I feel like take advantage of me or these victims, I attracted victims in my life? No way. Like, I, how did I do that? And then I had to start thinking about, wait a second, Ashley. How did you used to get your worth? Oh, that's what it was. It was in what you gave to other people. So victims always need somebody to do something for them. They don't feel empowered. Right? I found my worth as a child when I was five years old. Right? I told you guys. I told this story many, many times. But you know what? It's relevant. You guys tell your story too. Find out what shaped you, yo. For me, what shaped the codependency was when my mom and dad used to fight. And my dad would abuse my mom and all this kind of crazy stuff was going on when I was five. And I would try to talk to other people about it to relieve some of that inner stress and get some help. Not because I wanted nothing bad to happen to my mom and dad. I understood what was going on with them. You guys, I understood way more than I need to understand. I can tell you that right now. So I had understanding and compassion for them. It's just they didn't have understanding and compassion for me. Right? I'm a five-year-old kid. I'm, I'm struggling. But they're like, if you keep talking, Ashley, they're going to take you away. 
So, and I didn't want to be away from my mom. I already, I knew my mom's story. My mom had been raped when she was a child, when she was young. I don't know how old she was, but she'd been molested and stuff. My mom went through some crazy stuff. That hurt her. That hurt her. My mom told me that when I was in kindergarten, you guys. So I knew my parents' story. I knew all the hurt and the pain my mom had went through. I had a lot of compassion and understanding for her. But at the same time, I'm a five-year-old kid. I got my own drama. I need someone to help me through my stuff. But now the same person who's supposed to help me through my stuff is telling me that I'm going to end up, you know, out, out of the situation. So I started to talk to my parents and, you know, understand them more. Like, okay, look, if I can't solve my own problems, what can I do for you, right? How can I help you, mom and dad, to maybe take some pressure off of me? So that's how I got my worth, you guys. I would sit my parents down, especially my dad. My mom, she she wouldn't do this with me so much. It depended. But in the heat of the moment, right? You know, you're trying to go to bed. You got to go to kindergarten, you know, first grade in the morning. Parents are fighting. You're sick of it. I would get up. Hey, dad, get a couple chairs. Hey, dad, come sit with me for a minute. Let's talk about this. It's like, hey, dad, how's it going? What's wrong? Why are you guys fighting? I would try to understand. That was the only thing I thought I could do to help try to bring any type of peace. So I'd sit there and talk to my dad for 20 minutes. He would talk to me. That's the only time my parents talked to me, by the way, or showed any type of interest in me when I was interested in them. So that's how I got my worth, you guys. It's crazy. So be aware of the patterns in your life and what formed you, you guys. I only got like 45 seconds left on this podcast, but let's just do a quick recap. Characteristics. Do you desire? Are you desiring truth? Are you wholehearted? Are you bringing your whole heart to God, the good and the bad? Are you understanding where you need his grace inside your heart? Um, are you walking in faith? Are you expecting your outcome? Right? Do not fear. Don't fear the shame that God came to die for. Okay? And are you self-aware? Are you aware of the environment that shaped you? Are you aware of the thoughts and how they're impacting you? Are you are you aware of really what's going on with you? Are you living in denial, you guys? These are some massive characteristics that you got to take into consideration through this life coaching process so you can get from where you're at to where you want to be, you guys. I hope all this makes sense. I hope you have a, ugh, I'm talking so fast. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day you guys we're going to go through the rest of these characteristics tomorrow hope you have an amazing rest of the day and i will see you guys next time